So one thing that I'm doing right now that I'm very careful about, I, I wasn't so strategic about it in the past as I am now. When I'm looking at virtual markets, and this could be a market that you want to do virtually where you're going to choose a specific market and you're going to learn that market and you're going to hone in, do your marketing there, do your lead gen, build your cash buyer list, all those things virtually. Or if you've got more of a blanket model where you know, a lead comes in, you don't really care where it's coming from and you're going to try to work a deal that way. A lot of people do that. What I want to do is I want to make sure that I'm meeting some specific criteria. And that criteria now for me is I want to be 45 minutes away from a, from a major city. And I'm defining a major city as 250,000 in population. So what I found is if I get outside of 45 minutes driving distance from a major city, 250,000 minimum population, then what happens is your buyer pool drops off significantly. And I've done a lot of research on this data now because I'm tracking buyer activity. So we're doing cash buyer research in markets. And I'll give you an example. I've got a property right now that's it's about 30 minutes from a population where in the past year, within 15 miles of my subject property, there's been like 4,000 cash transactions. Well, I know I've got a big enough buyer pool where if I buy right, I'm not going to have any problem dispoing my deal. Whereas I've got other deals that are super rural, they're in the middle of nowhere, great deals as far as on the acquisition side, but I've got 50 buyers within a 15 mile radius. And so to work that deal, I'm going to have to contact every single one of those buyers. I'm going to have to put it on the MLS and hopefully I can find an outlier, somebody that wants it. You know, it's just going to be a lot of work. So some deals are great deals, but they're just so much work to dispo. And I want to be where I'm buying good enough to where when I put that thing out to the market, it's gobbled up instantly. Like there's a buy now button and it's gone because I've got such a big buyer pool. So now I'm thinking about, I'm, I'm like buying with the end in mind, right? I'm buying, thinking about, well, who's my ideal buyer? And I want that thing to be bought in, in the first day. Um, if you look at, and I've talked to a lot of them, if you look at the top wholesalers in the industry nationwide, their strategy is to dispo their deal in 48 hours. If they don't have that deal moved in 48 hours, they're either not in a good market or their price, it's, it, they didn't offer it as good enough of a deal. They do not want to sit on inventory and they do not want their team working their butts off to dispo lots of conversations, you're reaching out again, you're following up, you're texting, you're emailing, you know, you're on the phone with all these buyers. When that happens, the reason why is the price you're asking is is a little higher than moving it fast. So now you got to work it or you're there's just not a big enough buyer pool. So kind of backing up again, step number 1 is I want to avoid anywhere that's not within a 45 minute drive of the major cities. Now, that is a sweet spot if you can get outside the city. So if you go like in Pittsburgh, in Philadelphia, in Charlotte, if you're in the city where there's a ton of activity, there's also a ton of competition. So it's hard to buy deeper. The flip side is in, in the hot, hot market where you have the most buyers, you, you can't buy as deep, but they'll also pay more. All right. So I'll talk about some formulas I'm using here in a second. But when you get about that 30 minute to 45 minute outside the city, and now you're in little out, I call them outlier towns, not too far, not an hour and a half, but
but 45 minutes, your competition drops off drastically on acquisitions. And yet you still can tap into the same buyer pool because the big city buyers will go 45 minutes away. They're fine to drive 45 minutes for a deal. They may not be targeting there, but when you bring them that deal and they map it and they're like 45 minutes, I'm interested. So I found that there's a little bit of a sweet spot, 30 to 45 minutes away. You can get the deeper buys, not one-offs, but like as a strategy, targeting outlier cities that are 30, 45 minutes away from the big city, the big populations is a little bit of a sweet spot. No one's really targeting there aggressively. So like your direct mails are going to win there. Your PPC is going to win there. Winning meaning you're going to pay a lot less per acquisition than you are in the Phoenix, in the Chicago, in the big cities, right? Does that make sense? There's kind of like an opportunity there where you can really niche out and do really well. So that's first thing is 45 minutes within the big cities. I've always kind of felt that, but you said it in a perfect, most clear way. I've never heard it explained so clearly. Thank you. It's really where, you know, a smaller wholesaler can win because in most markets, I don't want to compete with the players that are doing 15 deals a month. They'll crush most people because they got marketing budgets. They got big teams. They're, they're willing to make less, right? I'd rather make a bigger assignment fee, do less deals then try to compete with the players that are just going to pay more than me in the big in the in the big markets in the city mm-hmm. markets. Uh, mm-hmm. Been in the game a long time, almost twenty years. So been able to be around a lot of other people that are successful, other people that are getting started, and it's given me such a really great perspective on the business overall, which has been tremendous. Started doing real estate virtual, so I started wholesaling and flipping virtually. You know, some time ago, I think 2013, we did a family RV trip for a year. At the time, I had six kids and I did it to force myself to figure out how to get out of my own way. I was doing a lot of deals in Michigan and I I kind of felt, I felt burned out, but I also felt like I was the bottleneck to my own success, which most people are. And when I left the market, uh, it forced me to really learn how to run the business differently without me being there. And that was probably the best decision I ever made because it allowed me to really try to focus on processes, systems, how to understand markets without being there, how to build teams that can do a lot of the heavy lifting, how to work on automation, all the things that you really need to do to create a business. You know, really it's it's technology and and people, right? The right people, the right technology. And it's amazing what the business can do. So that's been kind of a big thing for me. A big focus is on not just how to do a deal, but rather how to build a business that does deals. I try to always keep a bigger picture in mind when doing anything. I want to build a model all the time that is sustainable, knowing that that model changes constantly because that's real estate. It always changes. And so that's why I'm really excited about the topic today because what we talk about might be completely different the next time we talk because things might have changed the next time we talk. And I kind of believe that if people really want to do well in real estate investing, you have to really adapt the mindset of change is good. Change brings growth. Change is where the money is. You know, when the market does some kind of shift and we can adopt quickly or we can adapt to those changes quickly, I've learned to really thrive in that type of environment. And I talk a lot about how to thrive in that environment. And really to do that, you got to stay nimble. You got to be, you can't hang on to any one idea it's kind of human nature to want to like grab onto something that's working and never let go of it. 
and then sink with the Titanic when it stops working, right? I, I'm not married or committed to any one thing because I know that that one thing might not work tomorrow and I'll be, I'm okay to completely shift gears and do what is working tomorrow if it stops working or when it stops working. So that means you got to be quick to navigate, right? Like you've, your team has to be so flexible all the time to, to pivot. So I'm always pivoting, but that environment I, I've learned to really love and thrive in. So if you're that type of person that can adapt quickly to change, I think this business is going to be really wonderful for you. You're going to love it.